You're listening to Real Crime, the Movie Sleuth Podcast. What did you assholes do without me? Uh, a lot of stuff. Sure, you did some pretty good shows. Yeah. Well, we did the one show. Yeah, we. Yeah, we couple- did. We did the one show, the Robert Williams show. Oh, man. You know what? I'm really happy I wasn't here for that because I wouldn't have been able to keep my eyes dry the whole time. Yeah. It was actually, uh, it was pretty eye-opening. I didn't, I mean, a lot of the stuff that we talked about, I yeah. didn't, I hadn't seen. I couldn't. And hearing them talk about it was really cool. It makes me actually, I'm going to watch a lot more of it. You movies. should. Uh, yeah. I remember now it's coming back to me. Um because the last couple weeks have been kind of a blur. But uh, <laughs> remember that. You guys were doing that. I'm like, you know what? Thank goodness. Yeah, you guys have fun with that. I, I, And I'd love to be up. I would, you know, of course, I'd, I would love to do that. But at the same time, it's like, man, it's a fucking bummer. Yeah. So, yeah. It was a fun show. It, it was, was a good it show. Was, it was I'm, a good um No offense. Show. I didn't listen because I just don't. Well, I should I should listen to that because I'm not on it. You're not on it. Yeah. So I should go back and listen to that because yeah, I would actually probably really enjoy it because I'm not there. That's just my thing. Yeah. <laughs> this is Real Crime episode number, oh my dear God, 94. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? It's been a while. A couple years now. It's been a little while for us. Yep. That that beautiful day where we were laying in bed together, Chris, and you yeah. know, you're like, hey, I think we should start doing a podcast. And I'm like, that's great. Roll over and finish the job. <laughs> that sounds like a good idea. You guys were going to uh, call it Pillow Talk. Yeah, <laughs> that's what Pillow Talk. That was our Pillow Talk. It was going to be called Pillow Crime. <laughs> <laughs> Hands between my cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Um, interesting, interesting show we have. Something totally new, but there's a lot of stuff to talk about before that. So I do give the floor. To the lovely Chris. So first thing, got to mention our sponsors, the Flint Institute of Arts. I was actually back out there last night at the Whiting for the premiere of Michael Moore's new movie, Fahrenheit 11.9. Mm-hmm. Really, really cool film. Hmm. In out of all of Michael Moore's movies mm-hmm. so far, he actually, um, the movie is about Trump and the rise of Trump and how he came to power. Mm-hmm. But for the first time, Michael Moore actually... It's not all slanted. He actually kind of rails on Obama in this movie quite a bit, too. So it was actually pretty neat seeing him adjust his view to something yeah. different. Being more objective. Being more objective. Well, so, um, yeah, and that's the problem. You know, I don't want to take us down to this political angle, but that's the biggest problem I think that American media has right now is that everything's so polarized. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah. and this, well, this was not. He really yeah. dove into all ends of the spectrum. So cool. Anyways, make sure you check out the Flint Institute of Arts, also projectorscreen.com, mm. and our wonderful, wonderful sponsors that will be back next week mm. from Sellerman's. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm, bitch, this is good shit. Uh, <laughs> I just, I really want some more of that raspberry mead. Dude. That stuff was phenomenal. Coffee, coffee cider is where it's at. With those those guys just have mastered the art of fucking up my taste buds, man. Yeah. That place is awesome. Yeah. Yep. You have not been to Sellerman's there's something seriously wrong with you. Yeah, it's good coffee stuff. cider. Coffee cider. That sounds amazing. They brought it here last time they Next were here. Monday, they brought... Oh, you should that's come. It was amazing. You pick me up from school. We'll go get sushi, lunch, and then we'll go to Sellerman. We'll and get, get hammered. Coffee cider. Yeah. Yeah. They'd love, they'd love to have you. They love people. <laughs> they love having people there. 
people are great. They're welcome there. Yes. To drink their to drink their hard work that they do nothing but clean for. Yeah, that sounds. Yeah. that sounds delicious. Actually. Like they said, their hardest job is cleaning. Eighty percent. Not even prepping or you know making. Eighty percent of their job is cleaning. Man, mm-hmm. it's a ton of work, and they really. I mean, if if you've been there, I don't. Well move on here to say but if you've been there you get to see i mean you can see their whole operation mm-hmm. they, they they'll open the doors up and show you there all the all the you know the big kennels and stuff. it's fucking cool as hell yeah. it's really neat so beautiful place celerans you're an idiot if you don't go <laughs> um on the front page of the site i just want to make sure everybody checks out our reviews of the nun we've got a new review of searching a review of peppermint and michelle's review of the predator went live today so yeah Read about what a pile of shit that movie is. <laughs> Aww, that's so sad. I knew it was going to be bad, but <sighs> so, I, w- I really went in there with like tempered expectations, well, yeah, like give it the Shane benefit Black, of doubt, man. But then I was just like, wow, this is bad. Wow. Yeah. That sucks. So in news this week, news. they came out with the um, estimated numbers for the summer at the box office, mm. and this summer was actually uh, huge. Uh, movies at the cinema took in four point three eight billion dollars. Really, this year. So movies are back. God damn. Well, people got more money, I think, too. Well, yeah. I, back. Do you think Movie Pass might have something to do with that? Like just the fact that people were going to the movies more because they got to that. a certain extent. Yeah. I don't know, like a, a huge percentage, but I feel like, you know, even though they suck now, I think they were maybe good for just like just making the that very beginning viable, like yeah. well, an giving, idea, giving people what they access they thought they didn't have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that may be a big part of that. Good so, part of in other financial news, the nun. <laughs> the fuck. The nun took in 130 million dollars this weekend at the box office, which made it the biggest opening of any of the movies in the Conjuring series. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of liked it. A lot of people are bashing it's on right. it. It was it's okay. Fun. It's you know, jump scare city. You know, it had shit. a lot of the atmosphere that The Conjuring Two had. That same filming style and a lot of fog yeah. and a very gothic feel to mm-hmm. it. I so, still haven't seen the second one. In other news, the Derek cool. Mears, who played the Predator in Predators, and also played Jason Voorhees at one point, um, they're saying that he is going to be playing Swamp Thing. On the series on the DC streaming service. Ooh. And they said it was going to be R. Yeah. Yeah. Too. Like hard R. Yeah. Like, so hard, the hard R. I need some new <laughs> And it's a physical suit. Yeah. They're not. It's not CGI. Either. Oh, really? Yep. I need to read up on this. I, I had. I. I fell asleep earlier, so. And then. Uh, <laughs> I was napping like an old lady. <laughs> Jason Blum came out yesterday and said that Blumhouse is actually planning on multiple sequels to the upcoming Halloween sequel that's being released next month. That they're mm-hmm. estimating it's going to make a lot of money and they want to continue making more Michael Myers movies. Course, it's a built in audience, man. It's yeah, easy. it is. It it's is easy. Pre- it is pretty easy. I'm not saying that it's easy for it's easy, easy, but it, it's yeah, it's a franchise with a built in audience. Just just make the movies and they will come. Well, and everybody that saw it at the premiere at TIFF said it's phenomenal. Yeah. It's the best one in the series since the original. Wow. I think the original is bold statement. Fucking lame, but whatever. The original? Yeah, really? Yeah. I'm s- I, man, that movie's boring <laughs> as fuck. We're going to start calling you Travis. Yeah. I basically Damn. invented the slasher genre. Uh, that's cool, though. I mean, I get it. I appreciate it. I'm just, you know, I just, uh, I'm just not a Halloween fan. To each his own. Yep. And then last but not least, the news, Alien is getting a 40th anniversary documentary I am called so Memory, which is only that. going to chronicle the making of the first movie. 
and the creation of the creature <laughs> and how Roger Corman was originally set, supposed to direct the movie. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. got it. Okay. Yeah. In Hooray! New, I know. In, awesome. In new releases this week, we've got The Predator, White Boy Rick, and A Simple Favor. I want to see White Boy Rick. What's yeah. White Boy Rick? You don't know who White Boy Rick is? Uh-uh. Well, I mean... He's a boy. He's boy. white. His boy. name was Rick. <laughs> there you go. I saw that coming. <laughs> That's one fuck of a synopsis you got there, too. Um, uh, it's about... It's a very long story, but it's about a drug dealer uh, from the, what, the 80s. Uh, he was a, he was a cocaine dealer in Detroit. Oh, uh, he got put away, and it's it's a very I, it's a long story, and I, I want to. Do you know it. who that is? Yeah, but I, I, I really, I mean, yeah, I really want to see that movie. It, it'll be interesting to see, you know see something chronicled about that. There's been a ton of documentaries on the guy, you know, of course, like on all the TV. Yeah, you know, a lot of TV made for TV how, type things. Yeah, so it would be cool to see a movie out. about the dude. It's oh yeah, interesting. It's a piece of our dare I say it's a piece of our history here in Detroit. Yeah, well, it huge is. part Re- of history. Recent recent history. Was it you know? filmed here? I don't know. No. It's oh, supposed to all course. take place in Detroit, but it was all filmed, I believe, in Chicago. <laughs> so, yeah, you know how that works. And s- is <laughs> simply Thanks, that Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively movie? Oh, is that yeah, what that I think, is? I'm pretty sure. I keep seeing previews for that. I'm like, what is this movie? I have no clue. White like, Boy Rick. White some boy. people think I'm not very nice. <sighs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I don't care what this is. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds makes your money. Bitch, stop. <laughs> Damn. All right, suggested <laughs> viewings this week. Does everybody have one this week? I do. Yeah. Okay, I do. I forgot all about this. All right, go. It, go. I'm just. I'm actually kind of digging deep on this one because I actually watched this movie again the other night. I like really long movies and I like really good character studies. Blue is the warmest color. Oh, okay. I watched I it again it. the That's other good. night, and that movie is just—it's absolutely amazing. There's so many just slow shots, just like centered on the main star and there's no dialogue but it just drags you in and your eyes can't be taken off of what's happening on the screen yeah. so i actually love that movie so that's mine for this week i really don't have to say any more about it though so <laughs> you've talked a lot about it though yeah on and off mm-hmm. michelle um well in preparation to see the predator i rewatched the first two predators and I'm, mine's going to be the first Predator, which I just, every time I watch it, I just realize it's a fucking masterpiece. It's like just from beginning to end, awesome. And just everything about it. And that's, uh, especially watching the new one, it really made me appreciate like how well crafted the original movie really was. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. The, I just, the first movie is so good that it looks too easy. You yeah. Know? It's like just it's so simple, to, simple yeah. and just such but executed a, perfectly. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like the flow of that movie is is so good. Like there's never a wrong turn or when they're walking through the jungle, you're never like, oh, he's gonna trip or you know, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's all very centered and focused, and it doesn't seem muddy anywhere at all. You I mean, know, it, it makes I you like realize it's, a lot. it's hard to make a good simple movie like that. You yeah, know? It, I mean, it, you'd think it wouldn't be, but People keep trying it, and then the new Predator just came out, and yeah. then one of the issues with it is it's, like, too much crap going on in it, 
and not you know and and then the first predator it's just like you know guys in the jungle something's killing something in the jungle they yeah, go there they, they thing can't in the see and jungle kills well, them it, that's it, not what, even why they're there too, well i you know? know they're go, they're there because you know it's tense as fuck though it's tense as hell the whole yeah. thing the tension's what makes it so exciting is yeah there isn't all this insanity there's not lasers flying all over the place <laughs> and all the shit blowing up but you have this this belly of tension the whole yeah. way through and that's what makes mouse it kind yeah of and the first time you see a movie like that you'll never get that feeling back yeah you know that's such an incredible the first time i saw predator i remember my jaw just being on the floor going this movie's completely ridiculous man it's insane so yeah, yeah you can't you can't top that shit awesome flick heather uh so shell factory just released a brain scan and i bought it i actually pre-ordered it and uh-huh. got it in the mail as soon as it was as soon as it was like, hey, guess what? So uh, I watched Brain Scan, and it stars Edward Furlong, mm. and it's right after he made Terminator, so he's still fairly young in it. Yeah, he's a l- couple years older. He's still like cute. Yeah, he, it was actually came out in '94. <laughs> Not cute anymore. Holy so shit. Yeah, if you think yeah. about it, um, he made Terminator first because he's like 11 in Terminator, mm-hmm. and then I believe he's like 17 in uh, Brain, Brain Scan. Scan. Yeah. God, 1994. The movie's so cool. I made a, I made Jesse watch because he's never seen it before. Yeah. And uh, there's just so many. It's just, it's a really cool. This was when like video games were becoming a, yeah. re- you know, like console games and computer games and stuff like that. CD-ROMs and stuff. I have to see it. I've never seen it. <laughs> CD-ROMs. Well, it, well, it, it, it yeah. that's what it was, yeah. you know. Uh, but it's just really cool because that's what it is and. You think you you're playing this yeah. game? The whole movie is you playing a game. It's really neat. Well, it also puts uh, and there's great. Oh, dude, you'd love you'll love the soundtrack. The f- soundtrack is fucking dope. I'll watch it. I'll watch it for sure because it sounds like it's something. Honestly, be it was in. Uh, after taxes. It's like twenty three dollars, oh, and it's on Amazon you know, too. The same exact version. A, of cer- the a certain uh, brick and mortar um, retail place. <laughs> I ordered. We were talking about the steel book of Prince of Darkness. Yeah. You know, I ordered that thing a month and a week ago. Yeah. Um, they sent me an email this week saying there's been a delay. We're really sorry. They're giving me my shipping back now. Still haven't received it yet. But at least they're keeping in contact with me. I shouldn't yeah. be so harsh on them. But I'm still waiting for my steel book, my Prince of Darkness steel book by Blu-ray. I'd be pissed. I'd be. I'm pissed. Livid. Is the steel well, book out, and or are they just like is like the company that made the steel book? I think it's out like, now. It's out, but so many people pre-ordered it that it's sold out. Oh, oh okay. yeah. Well, that's because so, all scalpers do it too. Like, yeah. there's yeah. been a thing where Best Buy released this steel book of Hocus Pocus that looks like the book, the yeah. leatherbound book. And it was like it was on sale for like twelve ninety nine, and then uh, I'm in like a a bunch of Facebook groups that buy and sell stuff, and some guy literally bought it and then like had it in the Best Buy bag and was like held a picture of it and said fifty bucks. Oh what a and it's twelve ninety nine, and this one other guy was posting saying he saw some guy in there buying like five or six at a time. They just buy them all out, yeah, and then they just resell. Yeah, they're flippers. They're flippers. Yeah, pricks. I saw one on sale for a hundred and twenty dollars. It's a twelve ninety nine movie. Don't be a Flipper. I know it's terrible. <laughs> Don't be a flipper unless you're a flipper. Be like Scott. Especially for Hocus Pocus. Don't like, be I a love flipper. it too, but it's not $120 good. No. Yeah, for real. That's bullshit. It's funny. I had that steel book in my hand the other day for twelve ninety nine. I was like, mm, nah. No, you Man, should You could have paid your mortgage for your house with it. I know. Yeah. A couple of them. Yeah. Apparently. All right. One I, the one I got this week, I, I, I totally forgot about this segment because I'm just 
yeah still recovering you've been gone That's um cool. you're on vacation a band i saw i be, yeah i was on my 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 end of summer tour basically i'm calling it the scott lambert end of summer tour <laughs> and i went to a couple of festivals music festivals saw a band that i hadn't really you know there's bands on my the music side of things here there's bands i'm sure we all like you know we fall in love with it at a certain point of our life and spend time with that band and then you know you move on to other stuff right and you kind of shuffle them to the back of your mind well a band that i saw a week and a half ago or whatever uh that i was just obsessed with when i was younger was a band called woven hand um, i don't think you guys ever heard of them before nope um, they're very weird <laughs> weird <laughs> fuck you dick. they're a very weird <laughs> indie bluegrass country mm. dissonant strange mix of music was this the chicks that were wearing diapers no that's bird cloud oh they're they're cool as shit too i love them. is this a porch sitting music no no this band's really oh, I love massive porch. sounding oh they're, i love porch but sitting music <laughs> this band woven hand is uh fronted by a guy named david eugene edwards um he originally started his career out in a band called 16 horsepower which was you know more bob dylan-esque type you know bluegrass like that type of stuff but he does this band called Woven Hand. And I saw them play. I never saw them play when I was younger, but I had to see them in Cookville, Tennessee, where I was at. Um, and it just kind of lit that spark in me. I'm like, oh, my God, this band. Fuck, how could I walk away from this band? Yeah. Oh, my God. I was just sitting there just getting my mind blown apart watching these guys play. So, of course, I come home with those trinkets in my pocket, and I immediately went back and pulled all my shit out and started listening to it again. And, of course, you know, when you do that, you go onto the internets right. and start searching around, wanting to know everything there is to know about people. You can do that now. And, of course, there is a great little documentary on David Eugene Edwards called The Preacher. Really? Um, yeah, and you can watch it on. You know, these are the ones I love to throw out to people because you know, a this is a forty-man documentary. It's not much of. A, like I keep saying it's not a huge investment of time. Um, and it's it's a very directed um, documentary about this dude and like mm. you know and this this documentary is actually kind of old it's from two thousand one and he's the guy's done a lot of shit since then yeah um, technically this documentary isn't even really about Woven Hand the band that I really love um, but it's about this guy and he's a fascinating guy just an amazing artist um, so yeah you can you can go on um, on YouTube and just look up David Eugene Edwards documentary it's called The Preacher. 40 minutes long. It's a great watch. You get to watch this guy jam and play. And what a voice, man. Just what an epic sounding voice this guy has. So I got to watch that. Um, I think I watched it on Monday and I really enjoyed it. And that's, I'm got to it popped yeah, back in my head. Yeah, you remembered it. Yeah, so check that out if you, you know, check out Woven Hand too. If you haven't yeah, heard Woven Hand or 16 Horsepower. I mean, if you're into like bluegrassy type of folk music, but with a harder edge, mm-hmm. dude, you can't go wrong with those guys. So that's my suggestion for this week. Cool. So what are we talking about tonight, guys? We're talking Sex. about... Sex. <laughs> uh, we're talking underrated. about underrated movies. Yes. Okay. About sex. And I actually, uh, I was hoping to speak about it because I had I made a list of underrated movies mm-hmm. and then uh, I was going through them and thankfully I have Jesse as a boyfriend and I live with him so he was like, that's not really underrated, an underrated movie is you know a movie that's been completely bashed and ruined by cr- by the critics but isn't really that bad of a movie and so my number one or whatever is uh batman versus superman of course that movie was is underrated literally underrated everybody that fucking was the darker that was the dark one see i'm not i don't follow that stuff but that was the dark one right that was mm-hmm. the one where they that was because i remember we talked about that, yeah, that was a lot when, on here that was when ben affleck 
That was the dark one. That That was was his first outing. Yeah. Yeah. Batman Batman versus Superman. Okay. And I'd go as far to say as pretty much all of Zack Snyder's movies are underrated. Nobody likes Zack Snyder, apparently. You know? See, I Uh, do. No, I love him. Yeah, I like Zack Snyder. It's funny because, as we call him, it's funny because our buddy, (laughs) uh, our Canadian buddy Mike, he does not like Zack Snyder at all, and that's like the only thing that we all really butt heads on. I think it's because Mike is a traditionalist as far as like comic book representation is concerned and movies. Yeah, like it has to be like just like the comic. Yeah. Whereas Zack Snyder is more like interpretive of the comic. Like he'll he'll take a comic book and then kind of boil it down to the essence of the character and then reapply it in yeah. like a different way, which a lot of people don't like. Well, isn't that what a storyteller is supposed well, to yeah, do? Well, you know? yeah, I, I personally don't yeah. require my comic movies to be hundred percent accurate no. to the comic because they're two different mediums anyway. Yeah. So there's going to have to be concessions yeah. made when you translate it. Like mm-hmm. when this Swamp Thing series comes out, I'm going to be nitpicky, of course, but I'm also going to be as objective as possible. You know, like, yeah. I mean, I'm a huge Swamp Thing fan, so it, of course I hold it very close to me. But I'm also understanding that not everything has to you know just get like the basic thing is what I, you know is that's what i would like yeah just a basic which i always thing. thought he, i thought they did that in batman versus superman there's yeah, like basic seriously. batman has this basic stuff now superman i will admit that zach snyder superman is completely different kind of from the comic book superman yeah. like well for i could one, see why killed got, somebody yeah i could <laughs> see why people got mad about yeah. superman because superman's a little different but yeah but it's still i don't know the way that the one the beautiful thing about man of steel was that he wasn't he was the Zack Snyder was showing Clark Kent mm-hmm. you know he wasn't showing superman you know what i mean like yeah. it it was a totally different thing so like the the hard choices he had to make was a very human thing like superman is the most human superhero you know like that's mm-hmm. his whole shtick so, I don't know. I, I thought Man of Steel was awesome. But Batman vs. Superman, dude, I watched that Ultimate Cut like 10 times. I think a lot I of people didn't watch the Ultimate Cut also. They watched just the theatrical cut and was yeah. like, fuck that movie. Right. And then and when then... it was like super butchered, you know. It and was I even, super butchered. I liked the, theatri- the theatrical cut when it came out, you know, because I didn't know there was a different cut. Yeah. And then I watched the Ultimate Cut. I was like, oh, man, they really tore that oh, up. sorry. I do that all the time. I'm sorry. <laughs> Eat the mic. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I'm can s- hear it. I'm. I'm. Uh. What's the word? Oh, I'm twitchy. Yeah. I'm a little fidgety. I'm Come a, on, I'm get it together. I'm a tweaker. <laughs> Stop it before <laughs> we yeah, hurt that's, you. Uh, th- I think Batman vs Superman, the ultimate cut, definitely needs to be watched. If you didn't like that movie, for whatever reasons, it's probably because Batman. Batman is Ben Affleck, and I hate Ben Affleck, and. Whatever. I'm so well, sick and tired of that shit. Like, it's so the much Last Jedi stuff, you know? That, oh, God. That cut is so much better than the theatrical cut because there's so much, even like the 12 or 15 minutes they added back in. Yeah. yeah. It, it adds so, so much, much oh, into the you, story. You learn a, so much more about the characters. It's yeah. a really good example of what, ha- what 15 minutes more of a movie can actually do. It changes the entire yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, even with just like random edits of you looking at Lois doing something different than she did in the theatrical cut, like that changes the entire yeah. movie. Agreed. Yeah, I uh, I actually think that's a good idea for uh, another podcast. We have like a movie fight night. 
Yeah. And I would, I would, I will totally talk up Batman vs Superman on the uh, thumbs up side. Jello wrestling. Yeah, yeah. for real. <laughs> but that's, a bunch of that's my noises. number one underrated movie is Batman vs Superman, and that's a really good starter off, I think, because yeah, people well, f- fucking hate it. <laughs> I'm going to kind of spout off of where you were at because um, one that I think is really underrated is also a Zack Snyder movie, which is Sucker Punch. Oh, okay. Which, I still have not seen this. Um, the movie's great. It's a little, I think, too subversive for, you know, general audiences didn't really get all mm. the themes that were going on in the movie, but... That's that uh, fantasy one, right? Yeah. With all the girls? Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. I just want to make sure. You know, and it's sexy. I get it. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, it's just about sexy girls with guns, blah, 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 blah. What's wrong with that? Yeah. What is wrong with having sexy girls with guns in a movie right. that actually has a really good story to it? You just have to pay attention and think about what's going on. But the visuals are phenomenal. In they that also movie, fight robots. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which from is my what favorite I re- part. <laughs> from what I remember, that movie is just like a fourteen-year-old boy's like fantasy come true. You know, like it's just in, all this fighting and cool in, visual shit, and just yeah. like you know. But what's wrong with that? No, you know, and at so all. many people were excited for that movie, and then when it came out, they were like, "Oh, it's total shit." Blah 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 blah. But why? I don't know. I don't know. I think they expected something more from it, but the soundtrack is amazing for this movie too it's a very loud movie but then it can be very subtle and very quiet and then it explodes again into (laughs) these huge action set pieces yeah totally totally underrated Mm. and you know this was one of those movies that kind of changed people's view on Zack Snyder I think a a lot of people liked him you know because a lot of people liked 300 yeah yeah you know and then he did this and a lot of people got turned off to him Mm. Which I just don't get because I love uh, that this movie. Was, this was after Watchmen, right? Yes. Was it? I'm pretty sure it was. I don't, so I don't he know. Was, he was so he was already kind of under the. I feel like it was 300 Sucker Punch and then Watchmen. Seriously? Yeah, maybe it was. I, I honestly I barely remember. Because I mean, he made I remember all that stuff kind of right by each other. Because he once he made 300, he was like at On the height. Yeah, yeah, everybody wanted Zack yeah. Snyder to do stuff, so. And yeah, it's so Punch funny. Watchmen, and I think, yeah, I think I get so much shit for liking Sucker Punch. Oh my god, I can't believe you like that movie. Let me like what I'm gonna like. Right, I get shit for liking Batman vs Superman. Michelle, what about you? Um. Okay, so the other day, <laughs> Dave and I got really drunk, and. <laughs> So I bought. We made our own movie that's not appreciated. No, you were. It was three hundred Watchmen, Legends of the Guardians, and then. Oh, Sucker I always forget he made that owl oh. movie. Yeah, the owl movie is really cool too. I never saw that one. I never saw that one either. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's fucking oh, awesome. Damn, I, f- I am. So, oh. Anyways, I'm sorry, Michelle. I didn't yeah. mean to cut you off. Go no, ahead. it's cool. Uh, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, Dave and I got really drunk and, <laughs> and had sex. So oh, Jesus, damn it, you guys are what? <laughs> Yeah. Like, I mean, oh my god, so we thought it didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, every Sunday. <laughs> so a long time ago I bought this two disc set that had two Ernest movies on it for like five dollars at disc replay. And we watched Ernest Goes to Jail. <laughs> oh boy. And dude, it was so fucking good though. Seriously, yeah. like this is gonna be my underrated pick. That dude was awesome. Oh yeah, what was I feel what's like his name? Ernest. Uh, yeah, there we go. Thank you. Mayburn. Uh Ernest goes to jail i think is the best of the earnest filmography 
Um, and here's why. Okay, so first off, Ernest Library. What's the guy's name that plays Ernest? I can't think of it. I forgot his name. You just said no. I know that was what he used to say was Avery. Oh, his name is seriously something. In the movie, it's Ernest P. Worrell. Yeah, Chris is looking it up right now. Yeah, but so. I can't remember off the top of my head. You know, that guy like. came from like a beer commercial, I thought, or something like that. Jim Varney. Jim Varney. Jim Varney. Okay, yeah, so Jim Varney plays two characters in Ernest Goes to Jail. He plays, if you guys don't remember the movie, he plays an <laughs> evil guy does. in prison that looks, so they look they look exactly the uh. same, right? So he plays this evil guy that's in prison, and then he plays like Ernest, right? Mm-hmm. So the evil guy in prison sees Ernest, and he's like, oh, I could swap places with Ernest, and Ernest will be in prison and take my... And he's on like death row, and mm-hmm. then I can get out of prison and pretend I'm Ernest. Yeah. So, but Ernest plays this evil dude so fucking awesome. Like he has a lot of range. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's acting his specialty. Wise. You know. And he does all these impressions in it, and also so for some reason in the prison it's lit like a Ruffin movie. Like it's all neon, and it's like really intense, and all the guards wear like pink coats with big shoulder pads in them. What? And then Ernest gets electrocuted on the, uh, on the electric chair, and then he gets lightning powers where he can shoot lightning out of his hand. <laughs> Dude, it's the greatest thing I've ever seen. Like, I was like, how has this not won an Oscar of, of some sort? <laughs> and it wasn't because I was, like, six beers deep either. Like, I feel yes, like it was. it was a really good movie that people are, like, fucking sleeping on these Ernest movies. Dude, Ernest And we watched Ernest stupid. Goes to Camp, too. Oh, er- that's a great that's one. That's a classic. And he fuck. Okay, so do you guys remember Ernest saying a ballad in that? Yeah. I totally f- spaced that it's shit out so when I was I've seen those flicks, man. <laughs> like, there was about 15 minutes where that guy was like the biggest dude on the planet. I yeah, know, and dude. it was all because of Ernest. Well, was, I, I, feel like I, I, I th- need an Ernest Criterion Collection like box set to come out. Dude, I would. <laughs> I wouldn't put it. it past them. I wouldn't, because they've done yeah. like stuff I, like I, that I weird before, stuff. I thought yeah. that I thought that that character was born from like beer commercials. Some beer company used that. They they. I think he was a comedian. Or yeah, something. he was a comedian. Yeah, he yeah. did do commercials. Yeah. And basically they spawned off of his commercials and doing a comic routine into doing the movie. Was so, those commercials were so was, addictive. Where he was talking to Vern, but it was like, you know, he's talking to the camera. Yeah, hey, Vern. Yeah. Hey, Vern. Like, Vern's like the camera, like, you know, whatever, but. Yeah. But he's like, actually, like, he was, there's a part in Ernest Goes to Jail where he's doing impressions. Like, he's trying to, to he, he's doing impressions because he, he he's trying to talk like the, the, the guy that replaced him, like, the evil guy. And he's, like, trying out all these different voices. And he's so fucking good. And his facial expressions are great. He's like Jim Carrey before Jim Carrey. Yeah. Basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like. I don't know. I just had a good time going like back in time, but it was like a legit fun movie. It's like a it's like a fun cheesy movie. Like if you guys like are bored one night, get like have like four beers, fucking put on <laughs> Ernest Goes to Jail. You don't even have to have beers. I love Ernest. Yes, I do. So that Ernest was scared that was my is, pick. Is literally I love my that movie. favorite. I watched it every Halloween. Actually, yeah, that's mm. a good one. I love that one. And I'd say like it's a really the cool thing about the Ernest movies is they're really good stories. They're yeah. not like dumb or anything like that. And you they're know? and it's for kids. But like Ernest right. seems like a cool dude. Like he's like he always you always feel like he has a good camaraderie with the kids that he's working right. with and stuff. Yeah. Right. So that was my pick. <laughs> there was a huge lull right there. All right, Scott, what's your underrated movie? I'm I'm, I'm afraid to do this, man. Why? Well, I don't, you guys are gonna get ready to get bored. Did I pick your movie? Was no, it no, God, no, no. <laughs> was it Ernest goes to get jail? ready to get bored? Bored? Oh yeah. So an underrated movie. Are you guys ready? Yeah. It's never boring. It's a wonderful right. film from 1988 that starred Jeff Bridges called Tucker. 
are... The Man and His Dream. Oh, dude, oh, it's a fucking great movie. I know. Was it actually horrible? But it was really underrated, though. It didn't really do too much. It didn't Damn. really go on any legs. Um, what was that? What was your question? No, I was going to say, was it, it did horribly. That sucks. Yeah, I don't think it did very well. Um, it, you know, it's, it, I mean, just to put this in perspective, because I'm sure, I'm pretty sure a lot of people listening may have not heard of this film. I've never heard of um, it. It's about Preston Tucker. Uh, the guy was a car designer and, you know, he had Tucker, Tucker Auto and the guy designed a car. I mean, he was trying to make automobiles. Um, and he challenged the auto industry with a lot of different weird car concepts at the time, you know, and you know, there's a lot to the story. I don't want to try to go into the details. It's right. pretty nuts. And it's been a long time since I've seen it, too. But I remember going when I was going through lists and just trying to get ideas on this thing. I saw that one. I'm like, man, because I used to watch that. On AB, I watched that on HBO a handful of times when I was younger. And it's a great flick. It's just a great flick. You know, it's a historical piece. It's a, you know, a, you know, biographical piece too, yeah, you know. Yeah. But it's a historical piece. Jeff Bridges of course knocks it out of the fucking ballpark. Of course ball he does. He's Jeff Bridges, right? Um, but I just thought it was just a, you know, a cool historical movie. You know, if you're into automobiles, Tucker was, you know, this kind of brought Tucker back to light. Obviously, there was only there. They were there were Tucker vehicles made. There are some still around. They're yeah, worth a fortune. Oh, Basically, uh, he got shut out. Yeah. by the big, the big, auto. The big like Ford big auto. and all yeah. them. Basically, shut him out. He didn't have the finances to keep doing what he cars. wanted to do. He was yeah. building this shit. I mean, there's it's some really great scenes you see where they're just in a garage, just trying to like figure out. You know, they're engineers. Yeah, you know, he's yeah. an inventor. He's an engineer. He's a he's a genius. Um, yeah, but you know, like a lot of auto companies, they're, they're, this happens today. You know, you have smaller companies, yeah. and if you have a really great idea, um, they may come to you and say, "Hey, well, we'd like to buy you out." Like, you know, that's and that's typical business nowadays. Of We're gonna big soak up eat, your tech. Yeah, big, yep. big, yeah, big fish eats the little fish. Google are the kings of that shit now. Um, but you know, there was there was a, he was more or less wanting to go on his own. He wanted to make have his own company. And, yeah, and that's hard to do when you got people like Ford and GM. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, and there's a lot of other little cool things involved. There's just it's a great flick. Um, I suggest people see it. I don't. It, it just didn't really grow any legs with people. I don't think. I think it well, may have just been a little the, too nerdy. The funny thing about this movie is that it is great, and this is one of the last good movies that Francis Ford Coppola made. Yeah, oh, this was dang. Francis. He Ford directed Coppola this. Also. Yeah. In the cast, like Jeff Bridges, Jonah Allen, Martin Landau, mm-hmm. Mako was in this, Elias Cotillas, Christian Slater, mm-hmm. uh, Corin Nemec. Like, this movie was not lacking no. talent. No. It's very, very well done. I think it's a great flick. I say it just didn't really, you know, and the ones I'm going, th- I'm going here, they, you know, I'm on more of the side, I think. I think we, we were having this conversation before the show, and I think we kind of had a little bit of a, 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 we're rubbing noses a little bit on whether, you know, underappreciated, excuse me, underappreciated and underrated. Mm-hmm. And they can be different things. Yeah, right? yeah. So we might be, what we're all throwing out here from here on out, yeah, we're kind of, they may be a mixture of those right. two, right? But I I kind of feel underrated. We've stuck with that pretty we well really so have. far. Oh, yeah, I think this sure. movie was totally yeah. underrated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just don't think this was, I think, it just wasn't, you know, if you, I watched it a handful of times and it's a story. It's a simple story. It's not over, you know, there's a lot of drama. There's a lot of great courts. The, the courtroom scenes are fucking fantastic. Um, so you do get that drama element, but really it's a, it's a, it's a historical piece. That's you know? cool. And a lot I of like people, cars, so I'll watch yeah. that. Yeah, it's cool. You'll it's dig this movie. Yeah. Great. Especially if you like history. It's yeah, really, I do. I like really history good. And, and just some like of the cars. cool ideas he had. 
you know, with Carl's yeah, that's, knee. So, that's neat. and I don't want to spoil it. So, no, that's yeah, cool. that's my that's my uh, my first one. I'm going to throw out here. That so, wasn't even boring. You're... No, what? that wasn't boring. Underselling your I know. contributions. You're underrated. <laughs> Stop underrating well, yourself. I, 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 I just got a self-esteem <laughs> problem. <laughs> <laughs> Heather, it's your turn. Uh, uh, no, actually, it's my turn. Yeah, well, I mean, I did go first, but. Whatever. Go ahead, please. You can go. No, okay. Um, I'm moderating this. Fuck the both of you. Heather, yes. it's your turn. <laughs> yes, Dad. All right, so. Um, go. All right, go, so go, 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 go. This is, this is a movie that, uh, that, we, that we didn't talk about last week when we were talking about Robin Williams. Okay. Um, and I wanted to make sure that I was getting it correct. Uh, but The Night Listener with him and Tony Collette. And, wow. uh, yeah, there's a tons of people. There's a great talent in the movie. Actually. I, I didn't even look it up, but, uh, I don't even remember this movie coming out. It came out in 2001. I don't remember coming out in the theater and it does not have great, a great review. I think, um, Ebert gave it a decent review, but that's about ev- pretty much ever- 2006. Oh, 2006. Sorry. Well, uh, Anyway, yeah, so that movie is super good. It's extremely intense. It, have you ever seen it, Scott? No. Oh, man. Uh, Robin Williams I'm plays... I'm embarrassed to say that, too. He plays this uh, radio host, like a nighttime show. I, what are those called? Just a, a yeah. night... A nighttime ra- show. Yeah, a nighttime show, and he's going through a bunch of... A bunch of stuff in his life. Uh, He's gay, actually. Okay. Ron Williams is gay in this movie. And um, he, one of his, like, what is that? The producers of his show or whatever. Yeah. He's like a writer and he's just having a really hard time. And they give him this, like, memoir Mm -hmm. of a 14-year-old boy who has been abused. And uh, long story short, he contacts them and they start developing this, like, telephone friendship. And so... He decides to go and meet him because the kid's a really big fan. Mm-hmm. And I can't really say much after that because it gets really fucking weird. It's awesome. It's such an underrated movie. Like, anytime I ask anybody if they've ever seen it, The Night nobody, Listener. The Night Listener. Nobody has any idea what I'm talking I've about. I've seen this. Yeah, I saw it when it first good. came out. It's and good. T- dude, and not only does Robin Williams, of course, he's amazing in it, but Tony Collette, this was what, this was after. So, or um, after Six Sense, yes, yeah? after well, Six yeah. Sense, like a few years after, right? Six Sense was what ninety nine, ninety eight or ninety nine. Okay, so and I don't know what she had done after Six Sense. Probably not a whole lot. I know she's not from around here. She's not American. I think she's like Australian or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Tony Collette in this movie plays like. Had you seen? Have you seen Hereditary yet? Yeah. Oh man. So okay, her performance in that is mm-hmm. the, a prefer, her performance mm-hmm. in this too. No she shit. She is she is absolutely incredible in this movie. I can't talk this movie up enough. I, I actually would like to own it. Once we were doing the the Rob Williams podcast, I was like, man. We looked over that. We one. did. We talked about insomnia and we talked about uh, what was the photo booth or whatever. One hour, the, one hour photo. One, thank you, photo booth. <laughs> That's a totally different movie. <laughs> uh, but then Night Listener is also one of his like 
super underrated movies that nobody ever really liked and i never even heard of it oh man nyla's it's really good i'm, I'm glad that now. i'm bringing it, it was to like light. a total like sleeper hit yeah. like people yeah. loved it but it just didn't like do really well yeah. at the box office not at all nobody i mean the reviews i was reading for it earlier they were like this is the most boring piece of story ever i was like wow it's not like that at all it's a it's a really good movie and it's super and it's dark. It's like and it's it, intense. It's a very intense movie. Like what did you say? The the belly intense. Like we talk about Predator. What did yeah. You say? Well, the, well, the just belly the tension. Intense. Yeah, but yeah, man, it, it was. Just, it just runs through the whole film. That's basically this. Like the first, I'd say half an hour is you're like, they like talk about or they show you Robin Williams and what's going on in his life and how it's like messed up and he's he just needs one win, you know. Yeah. And then he he gets it and then. It's like this massive thing. It's, everything Everything is unfolds. not what it seems, and it's, yeah. man, it's a good movie. I highly suggest you watch it. Chris. Good homework. I just want to piss the fanboys off tonight. Are you going to say Last Jedi? Yep. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Movie took a whole lot of shit. It did. See, like, uh, Jesse mentioned that, too, and I was like, man, I didn't think it was underrated, though. I loved it. I thought it was perfect but where it is. by you know? the general consensus... Oh, yeah, absolutely. It is very, yeah. very underrated. Yeah. And this... I don't want to get into the fanboy backlash course, bullshit, because we'll be on that for an hour. We should have a, but a Last Jedi time. Actually, you know, I've seen this movie about six times now, and the funny thing is that every time I watch it, the movie gets better mm -hmm. and you notice the little details that you didn't notice the first time. Mm -hmm. And you know, I was one of those people. I gave it a bad review. Well, not a bad review, a mediocre review right. coming off of it the first time. Yeah. And then I saw it a second time and I'm like, damn, this really is underrated because yeah. it's a very good movie that it's a could great almost, Star Wars flick. it can almost stand alone. Like it doesn't have to be a Star Wars movie. It really doesn't. It could fit into so many different science fiction yeah. genre type yeah. things. But um, I think the acting in it is phenomenal. And I think Mark Hamill yeah. does a great job oh. at, you know, adapting and changing to who his character is now. So I don't want to stick on it for too long. But when I thought of underrated movies, this was one of the first ones that actually came to my mind. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, people like really despise this movie like yeah, they're still well, they were, angry about yeah, they it they were like petitioning to they get it out the of movie. it's such a yeah. strange it's reaction too because like you know i'm not super into star wars i don't have any like really like visceral connection to it and i went and saw the last jedi and i was like wow this is actually a smart star wars movie and mm -hmm. it's subversive and it takes the place somewhere new wow this is great and it's great cinematography and the music's good and the story's great and then like uh, two days later, everybody's like, it's the worst thing since fucking the Black Plague. And I'm just like, did I watch the same movies you guys? Yeah, Am man. I missing some like Star Wars lore that makes this suck? Or no. I just like a good, well-told story that's... But I feel like, you know, a lot of Star Wars fans, they just want the same shit over and over again. They don't want anything to be different. They want... Base, I don't know. They don't want any of the characters to die from the other movies, even though they're like really old and some of them aren't even alive in real life anymore. They just want CGI... Recreations yeah, dude, of that them. stuff. That's the only thing that I didn't like about any of that stuff was just the. At least in Rogue One, it looked awesome. But in you know, but Carrie, uh, Princess Leia, or whatever. It, I thought it was Fisher. Yeah, I thought it looked yeah. awful yeah, at the end of it. Well, I all, the, all that terrible. all CGI people look terrible to me. 
It just looks bad. But you're talking about Rogue One now. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm just saying that like, like that. Shit. Yeah, that it looks like look awful. That looked terrible. For, I fell asleep for what's during name? Rogue One. I thought that movie was super duper boring until oh, like, like the it. last There were some serious, seconds. the battle sequences were fucking off the well, hook. Well, I woke up for that part. That was <laughs> cool. <But laughs> the rest of it, I just didn't care about. Rogue like, One, those battle sequences were badass. Uh, I thought. But everybody I, likes Rogue One because it's like, it's like, you know, fucking, it's basically like Star Wars World fan War fiction fucking jerking off in your face for two hours. Right. It's all, it's all the people, you know, but that's what <laughs> I, they I want. I didn't experience that yeah. myself. Well, they don't want any real actual, like, progression in the story. They oh, just you mean want, like The Last Jedi? Yeah. Well, like, but see, this the is the thing. Rogue One was attached to. A New Hope. Yeah. Like, yeah. there were themes and things from the story that carried through, but it was, it was, what was weird to me is that with Rogue One, it was it was all different characters. It was a different story. Uh, they took a different approach to it. Mm-hmm. Um, the battle scenes were more, like, heroic and, like, on-the-ground battle shit. They, like, totally changed a lot of Star Wars stuff for that movie. Right. And all the fans were fine with it. And then uh, The Last Jedi comes out, and everybody's like, oh, fuck that movie they changed it. Like, dude, what? what do you expect? Yeah. What do you expect? We can't always be sitting at point A. Especially with the ninth movie, right? Is this the ninth one? That, that, was, the that was the eighth. That was the eighth yeah. one? Yeah. yeah. Eight fucking movies In into series. it, man. Yeah. Something's going to change. Yeah. yeah. It's just how life is. Uh, I, so. I thought Last Jedi was awesome. I thought I Mark Hamill was great. I love the new Luke. It's not even the new Luke. I think you 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 see some of that in Return of the Jedi. You see where he's, you know, I mean, from actually from the very beginning, he was always questioning everything, and he was always like, well, you know, this isn't how it should be, and you know. But the mm-hmm. stupid thing is, most of these people that are underrating this movie, most of it is around Luke. But we beat this topic up. Luke becomes Yoda. Luke becomes Obi Wan. He becomes a reclusive. Hermit, the same way that both of the people that he looked up to right. did. He says it might get be off inevitable for a Jedi to for that yeah. to happen. Maybe yeah. it's just part of being one with the Force is that you you know you become smart enough to where you realize none of ha- this shit matters. None of it matters. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, moving off the Last Jedi, Michelle. Well, Michelle. actually, my movie is a perfect. That's a perfect segue because I picked Brick. Ooh. which is also directed by Ryan, Ryan Johnson. Johnson. Mm. And I also, it kind of makes me sad that Ryan Johnson is now forever like attached to The Last Jedi and everybody just poops on him because he's like a really good director, which <laughs> was the, is. one of the only reasons I was really excited about The Last Jedi. I was like, ooh, Ryan Johnson's doing it and he writes fantastic movies. He did uh, Brothers Bloom, which is oh, fantastic. Which is so good. Looper, uh, which Looper is very underrated. Fantastic. And Brick, which I feel like is yeah one of his more underrated movies. Like a lot of people, like you ask them about Brick, they've never heard of it. Anytime um, uh, I ask about Brick, they're like, yeah, uh, but they, they people most of the people that they only know because of lucas haas yeah but so the premise of brick is like it's uh, a neo-noir movie um a noir movie being like you know like old detective stuff shadows mystery that type of stuff but it's transported like all that atmosphere and everything's just like transported into like high schoolers <laughs> and teenagers and but they all talk like old school, old timey, and it's just such an interesting, subversive idea. Really, my mom loved it. Yeah, it's great. She loved it. She thought it was funny. She thought it was a really good story. Yeah, she was. She loved that it was in about high school kids. Mm-hmm. She loved it. She thought it was yeah. great. 
But he nails all the things that make noir movies yes. uh, interesting. Yes. And like he he you know, he's very knowledgeable, like you ever read interviews with him or anything, he's he's very knowledgeable about film, film theory, technique, uh, cinematography, staging, all that stuff. Like he's super into that and like you can tell that he loves film and it just makes me sad that he's kind of direct he's connected with to the last Jedi forever now because right. everybody that's he's gonna be the Star Wars guy. Hates it. Yeah. Well, the those people all have to also realize that he is making three more Star Wars movies, yeah. and they're just <laughs> going to have to deal with forever. it. Yeah, yeah. they're going to have to be mad for, or they'll come around, yeah, and they end up actually liking it, which he, they should because it's it's pretty awesome. Yeah. And drivers, I mean, dude, Kylo Ren in that movie is so much better than even for. I mean, I, that was the only thing I liked about Force Awakens was Kylo Ren, and then Kylo Ren mm-hmm. and in. The Last Jedi was just whew, even better. <laughs> God, I love Adam Driver, mm-hmm. though. Yeah. All right. All right. Are we moving on from Brick or no? Yeah. yeah. All right. What do you got for All right. us? All right. Well, Lambert. Seen that, very, very, very loose along with the Star Wars thing. You guys ready for this one? Yeah. Yeah. Galaxy Quest. Oh, oh. I love Galaxy Quest. Oh. I love that movie. Uh, oh, Tim Allen, Sigourney Weaver, and yes. Alan Rickman, dude. Oh, Alan Rickman. What a fucking awesome movie that was really hyped. Yeah. Hyped and all And nobody the, liked it. Nobody liked it. Nobody really? liked it. Nobody liked it. People liked it. It just didn't, it didn't it recoup didn't, the way it was supposed yeah. to. It just, it didn't, I'm going to say it again. It just didn't grow the legs that people yeah. thought it was going to grow. Yeah. Right? Um, but there, the concept of this movie, the idea of it was just hysterical to me. Uh, but it was also, it was, you know, it was, it's really, to me, there's only a handful of like really funny, like you got space balls and, you know, yeah. Yeah, ice pirates, mm-hmm. you know, which was basically another space balls to me. Um, there's, it's really, to me, there's only been really a handful of like really like funny sci-fi yeah. movies that get you, that still maybe make you think a little bit like a sci-fi film is supposed to make you think, right? And Galaxy Quest. Jesus, 99? If, Sorry. Yeah, it's been a while. Um Galaxy Quest, while it's a funny movie and it's got a real, a really realistic timeline, I would say more pointing towards Star Trek than Star Wars. Yeah, oh, yeah, right? definitely. Um, it's the more the idea of that, uh, but you know the actual sci-fi, the more weird elements of mm-hmm. it. Uh, while they're funny as hell, like they're the, the whole movie's hysterical. Um, but the ideas that they build around that, like you know, we this this race of <laughs> futuristic race just happened to see this TV show yeah. from some weird transmission and they think that these are their saviors so they yeah. build everything around that TV show to save their to save their race of people from the I forgot the, the names of I everybody. can't remember the, the, but the villain the, one of the greatest scenes from that movie to me is they build this massive ship mm-hmm. you know it's a model after this you know Galaxy Quest ship and, you know, they've never really seen it before. These people, they're actors, you yeah, know, Sigourney right. Weaver and Alan Rickman and Tim Allen. And they're like, here's the ship. And they're like, uh, and they're like, yeah. and, you know, like, they're like, okay, we'll drive it. And there was another <laughs> character. They're like, we'll yeah. drive it. He's and the command guy. He, they like try to ease it out of the bay and they just kind of scratch, you know, yeah. <laughs> Like it's like side. an entire minute that <laughs> it's just like. He doesn't know what the fuck to do, and he's just like, and they're like, and they got it out, and they're like, yeah. <laughs> but they fucked the whole. I mean, they didn't fuck the ship up. They just kind of rubbed the yeah. wall a little bit, like you do if you didn't know what the hell you were doing, like a boat. You know what right. I mean? Um, 
That's one of the most memorable scenes from that movie. It just oh, when makes they me... teleport that guy and he blows up. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It's all nasty like a big pile of goop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're and just they're like oh, they're like oh. It's just taking you know. I mean, let's just it, it, like I said, it points more to Star Trek, really. Um, it's taking that element, you know, all them things that those guys did like flawlessly. Yeah, like these, they were actors too, Leonard Nimoy, uh, and all them. Oh my God, Captain Kirk. William Shatner. William God, Shatner. I'm still tired. And Tim Allen's yeah. like totally, you know, channeling he, the, he channeled, the William he, Shatner he, he totally, type. Yeah. That's the whole thing. That's yeah. the whole trip. It's, it's William Shatner. He's like, he thinks he's like the cream King of the shit. crop. And, yeah. yeah. It's so the movie, you know, it's an illustration, you know, to me or an analogy on how the people from Star Trek still feel to this day. Mm-hmm. Probably. Um, That's a good one. It really laid that out. But then we get this really weird, cool story along with it that you know a that, really heartwarming story too. it was you know? man you know because really you know these people are like we're tired of this like alan rickman's character is <laughs> fucking hilarious yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was a classically trained actor yeah. and this is the only thing that he ever did in his career that was people giving and he hated it right yeah. so like at the end you know and his makeup looks all shitty oh yeah oh, yeah, yeah. Like peeling off and stuff <laughs> at the end though we see you know them going man no this really people really do care yeah they love this why are we sleeping on this why these, why are we looking down on our fans when it makes yeah, them so these happy are, these are the this is what makes them happy you know and i know and don't tell me that william shatner hasn't had those feelings yeah oh, I'm um sure. you know he's done comedy skits on shit like that but i guarantee you he, i mean even though i'm sure yeah okay you know another meet and greet here we go but those people think i think they do know in their heart you know anybody from any of the star trek series for example any of those franchises um they know that there's people like me me <laughs> that just you know that i adore those people and that's their lifeblood fucking yeah. deal with it man yeah. but no the galaxy quest is really warm like that it's very heartwarming like you said at the end heather where you kind of just see this great ending and they're oh, like fuck yeah. yeah man we are awesome still this is yeah. great so it's a i thought it was a really fun they, film you know the, it's the best part about it is you know it really it really shows the good in them as well you know yeah. it's, a, it's a very human being movie you know yeah. it's awesome but it's but it, you know, it's hilarious too God, it's a, it's just it's so a really fun. fun flick you know tim it allen is. at his prime too and then yeah. you know the uh the cgi is really it's good a great looking movie. flick <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's a badass looking movie it is the, the makeup was great you know the the i forgot the name of the enemies but they were fucking brutal looking yeah, they were they mean looking gnarly. dudes so yeah uh that's my poll i thought i thought galaxy quest was one of those movies like i said that it just didn't seem to grow the legs that they thought it was gonna grow. Yeah, that's but a good. A yeah, that's a good fun uh, movie. You that's know, that's a good. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Of way of putting it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's my pick. Um. So Heather. Okay. The so baton is yours. All right. So my other. This is my last one. I'll probably be able to think of uh, tons more, but the one that I actually hmm. want, the one that made me want to do this podcast, uh, just friends. The oh, comedy God. Just Friends with Ryan, with Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> Amy Smart, Ryan Chris Reynolds Klein. Too. I'll fuck him. And Anna <laughs> Ferris, yeah. That movie is, it's still, I seriously think it's, I have no, honestly have no idea how well it, I don't think it did well at all. All right, Anna Ferris was fucking hysterical in that movie. She, she was Everybody awesome. is, Chris Klein is hilarious. Anna Ferris cracked me up. I thought Anna Ferris was fun. I'm a blueberry. Yeah, like, dude, just that whole, just the entire movie. It's a great story. Uh, I don't think it looks like crap at all. It's like one of those, you know, it's kind of like waiting. You know, how it was like one of those, uh, not low budget, but just 
minuscule yeah. comedy movies, you know, Accepted is another one. Like, yeah. oh, so I a guess whole they bunch do have of those came out in like between the like same 2000 year. and 2005. Yeah. <laughs> but Just Friends, to me, the soundtrack is really good, but everybody's acting in it is just so great. And it's based on the director's, uh, not the director, but the guy who wrote it, it's based yeah. on his real life. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, l- uh, not loosely, but it's mostly yeah. real. So, uh, yeah, that was something that I found out and was like, oh, um, Chris, whatever his name is, I can't remember his name in the movie now, but Just Friends is, oh my God, it's so funny. And I actually, there's a band that plays in the movie called Rogue Eyes. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like the main, like, love song between Chris and Jamie. Yeah. And, uh... They're they're really good. You probably wouldn't like them, but they're like indie, you know. And yeah, it's yeah. kind of. But anyway, so there's a lot of. I think Just Friends is another one of those smaller comedy movies with a lot of like so many people are in this movie. Uh, Stephen Root is in this movie. Yeah, and he's uh, hilarious. And like, um, I'm pretty sure there's like an Alanis Morissette's in it and stuff like that. Like, there's so many people in this movie. Cause Isn't Chris, it ironic? Yeah, because Chris is like a. <laughs> He was like fat in high school, and then he, yeah. you know, he goes off. But he's like, he goes off and becomes this Ryan Reynolds, basically this good-looking dude. But uh, so yeah, there's my that's yeah, my Amber movie sit through that. <clears throat> oh, I I love that. You movie. know, my, the copy I have of that movie is on DVD, and I actually rented it from Blockbuster, and then the Blockbuster closed before I could return it. Oh, oh. <laughs> so it's like stolen i guess oh that's they didn't come after you for that you got like eight years of late fees yeah (laughs) i owe him like you know thirty thousand dollars you should send it back to him (laughs) it's in the the blockbuster case and everything that's you can file for bankruptcy michelle don't give a fuck i'm i'm pretty much the one that brought him down actually like that was the last that was the last like (laughs) oh my god she didn't bring it back fuck (laughs) close the doors god damn it it's one of my ultimate favorite comedies, and I don't even own it. I'm a horrible person. You are a horrible person. I no, don't Michelle's own it. a horrible person. She shut down an entire franchise. <laughs> yeah. With her DVD copy of Just Friends. Yeah. So, I don't go, even Michelle. think it's on Blu-ray or anything like that. Goddamn Canadian comedy. I don't think it is. Yeah, but so it's well, so Just Friends is one of mine. Whose turn that's, is it, Chris? That's the other one. It's my turn. Do you guys really want to know what it is? No, yes. not really. Okay. Fuck you. Let's move on. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. No, but uh, this one. A lot of people don't really get into this movie, and I love it. Um, Danny Boyle's Sunshine. Oh, oh man, I love that movie. I never saw that. I don't like Dude, that movie. Amber loves awesome. that movie. It is so good. It is Music's so really good. Too. The music good. is really good. The music is good. The cinematography is fucking amazing. All right. And the visuals in this movie just smoke a bunch of weed before you watch this movie. Cause <laughs> I will say the a, end is pretty dope. It's a total trip. Now, the one critique a lot of people made about this movie is it borrows a lot of thematic elements from event horizon Mm -hmm. it's Uh, very similar in a lot of ways uh but yeah sunshine great sci-fi totally great sci-fi and i love all the characters in it It has that like kind of alien setup at the beginning where Mm -hmm. they're all like you know hanging out at the beginning yeah and then bad shit starts to happen yeah so um yeah, very underrated sci-fi flick. Bad shit. I watch this all the time. Cool. Well, you know what's cool All about, the time. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it and you're talking about it, what's cool is the bad shit isn't really... Um, it's like everyday bad shit, you know? Yeah, like For the yeah. most part of the movie, it's, you know, like the... 
like random things happen to the spaceship and it's like bad shit is happening yeah, to yeah. them. Like they're losing oxygen or their plants aren't growing anymore and like things like that. It's really, it's, it's actually a pretty cool concept now that I'm thinking about it. Cause I really don't like that movie, but I'll give it another watch for sure. But like Killian Murphy. Oh, like, I know. He, I'd so like, funny. I mean, he is great in this movie. He is pretty good in it. Everybody's he's great more, in this he's movie. No, really stuff. everybody is good. I feel yeah. like he hasn't been in stuff lately. Peaky I think he's Blinders. Hard. Yeah, he just does Peaky oh, Blinders. Yeah, I've never seen Peaky Blinders. Oh, you'd probably love it, actually. I think he's another one of those, though, that's like really hard to work with. Oh, oh like personally? Yes. Oh. I think he's like very artistic and eccentric about yeah. everything, and I think he's hard to rein in, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. He is but, too fine. But yeah, he's a great actor. So I'm done with that one. Sunshine. Nice Michelle. Pick. Good pick. Uh, let's see. The killer oh. of Blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> it was all me. Uh, so my pick is going to be The Hunt. Ooh. With uh, Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, God, that fucking movie. Oh, yeah. that movie's too good. It's one of these movies I actually do bring it up fairly often, and a lot of times people haven't heard of it, so I don't know if that exactly is like underrated. Maybe it's but, just like underseen. It's more of... Because yeah. uh, people that up? have seen it, you know, think it's awesome. Yeah. But it just doesn't come up in conversation very often i guess but it's just such a fucking brutal movie from beginning to end uh i don't want to spoil but i'll say the basic premise is mads mickelson uh is in like a small i think it's sweden swedish Mm -hmm. town yeah and due to uh, a mix-up and some stuff uh he gets accused of being a pedophile uh from a little girl who uh, the little girl's not being malicious i don't think but little kids you know they make up they stories don't know what and they're stuff. talking about so uh she says that uh she she has a little crush on him and he doesn't reciprocate obviously because he's a grown man <laughs> and she gets upset and she's like makes up a little lie about him that completely blows out of control in this little small town that he's in and uh like it completely ruins his life he gets ostracized his uh he ends up having to break up with his girlfriend it gets starts getting violent with people trying to like like yeah. throwing bricks into his windows yeah someone um, doesn't someone kill his dog uh Some... why don't i say no oh sorry 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 <laughs> sorry but the stuff somebody doesn't kill his dog they pet his dog and they say good puppy All right. <laughs> sorry good puppo yeah, uh, but so anyway, so That's bad stuff happened. happens, and then it's just the rest of the movie is him dealing with the fallout of being falsely accused and trying to clear his name. But it's like so fucking intense from the beginning. This movie's like really intense, and of course, Mads Mikkelsen is like this amazing actor, so he's like yeah. absolutely fantastic in the role. And it's like a very challenging movie morally because, uh, especially, I if this movie came out now, I think it'd be a little bit more interesting reaction to it because of the me too yeah, uh, thing yeah, going yeah. on uh so people might think it was maybe perhaps a critique of that movement but i don't think it is i think the movie's just i think the movie is a critique on people uh n- jumping to conclusions. jumping to conclusions and not getting all the facts before making before a judgment call get, yeah um and putting so, their emotions into everything instead of actually looking yes. at what really happens yeah um you know, and and I understand, and the movies, and I understand every, where everybody's coming from in the movie because mm-hmm. obviously your initial reaction would be if a little kid says something, you believe him, right? Because like, why wouldn't you? You know what I'm saying? It, it turns out that she's lying, but it, it's bigger than that. It's it's more of like how you know it's a perception. white lie. Yeah, it's like also how you know how perception can color the way somebody. Perception is everything. Yes. Yeah, and sure. this movie, like, that could be the tagline. Perception is everything because yeah. everybody perceives 
Mad Mickelson's character to be a pedophile, so it is so. Even though he hasn't he didn't done do anything. anything, right? It don't like, matter. Once no that, history once that, of anything. Once no. The, once no. that hooks go in, dude, you're done. Yeah. Well, and the messed up thing about in the movie is that he's like an active participant in the community. He's like a yeah. teacher. Yeah. He's, a teacher. he's involved in the school. That's that's you how know. the little girl. It's his the entire girl, life. She basically. has a crush on her him yeah. because yeah. he's the teacher. Because he's nice. You know, he's a nice guy. It's just it's just like and heart. he's fine as fuck. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty hot. He's pretty hot, dude. But he plays <laughs> the role some mad just buttonness. great. Yeah, he's it's a really good movie. You guys got me. Really it is a really right good. Now. It's actually it's on uh, Hulu, and yeah. I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. Cool. It was on Netflix because that's how I watched. It. I'm uh-huh. not sure if it's still on there, but uh-huh. yeah, that movie's good, man. All I'm right, not Mike. sure. Uh, that's actually interesting. I'd like to know what how that how it reviewed because I I don't think it came here until. Netflix, right? I saw it. That's how I watched it was yeah. on Netflix. And I only watched it because it was Mad Mickelson. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm. And then yeah, I was like, oh, like, oh, that's movie's movie's fucking sad. What the fuck? Oh, yeah, that movie's <laughs> fucked like, up. Well, of course, the, the director is uh, works with Lars von Trier a lot. Uh, he also makes fucked up movies. So I can yeah. see why it would be in that realm. Because yeah. they, they like to make really emotionally intense, you know, movies like that. So. Yeah. Speaking of emotionally intense, have you guys ever seen Compliance? No. You get nobody saw Compliance in this room. Is Compliance the one about the girl? Well, it's about. <laughs> That's like yeah, it's the one about the, the girl. Thing. Yeah, the well, girl but, who did the stuff. Yeah, but no, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, well, kind of. Um, it's it's based on. I hate using this thing, but it's based on a true story. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> true but it really story. is. I actually remember when this this news article came out. <laughs> When this when this actually came out in the news about this weird situation that happened at a fast food restaurant, um, Compliance is a really bizarre film. Um, I think the main reason that it didn't grow any legs either was because of the shocking. It's a very shocking type of film. Mm-hmm. It's very just, exploitive. What's it's very block? exploitive, so... and people can't believe that people know. are this stupid. That's that's really what came it came down to like okay. how could you be this stupid oh, and I let this it. happen to you right and I don't want to spoil it too much but I I really don't want to spoil it at all but um, you know more or less um, just the, so people get an idea a guy calls a, a fast food restaurant impo- impersonating a police officer and over the phone he gets to make these people do just ridiculous things. Um, and this happened in real life. This 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 was a real story. This happened. I remember this did, was on. When did this come out? This came out in 2012. Okay. The movie did. I think. The, huh. I think the actual incident happened in the like the mid mid maybe the early 2000s. I think it was 2010 is when it happened. Well, that's when no 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 it was way before that. But I could be wrong though. I mean, but I don't remember. It, I don't remember it being that 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 recent. That fresh. Um, but just some of the things that happened, and it was pretty accurate. It, very it, rapey movie. Yeah, oh, very, no. yeah, it was very well. Yeah, but it was but pretty. But he does accurate. it all through the phone. Yeah, yeah the phone. Yeah, he, he never physically goes there. No. He never physically goes there. He calls and says this girl's a criminal, and they need to take her into custody in the back room. Yeah, until they can get there. We're stuck right now. We and can't do get there. all kinds of nasty physical things to her. Yeah, this for real. Until happened? he gets for real. This for real happened in really? real life. Yeah, yep. this happened. This Where? happened for real. I forgot. Did I the people yeah. say why they did it? They didn't think it was weird, or they were the pol- they were f- the guy said he was a cop, and they were just like, okay, I'm yeah, like, well, this yeah. is at McDonald's. <laughs> it's well, most so likely. dumb. I, I don't want to say the name of the of the organization <laughs> like you did, Michelle. But was it? Yeah. I don't know. There, he was like, does it matter? He was like, clean the ice cream machine. 
clean the ice cream machine, but do it slow fries. and sexy. <laughs> yeah. Make yeah. some fries. No, it's, it's, it was really. It, Make her eat a McNugget. Now. Okay. It's, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Was it like that? Cause yeah. I, I would yeah. Watch it. Yeah. No, it was like, no. Well, why am I hungry? Now Cover her search her, sauce. now search her. Special sauce. You know. People really fall for this? Yeah. What the wow. fuck? Yeah, yeah. and that's what makes the movie so out. ridiculous. That's what he's wow. saying. That's, that's probably, what makes the whole story yeah. ridiculous. And it, it's it's ridiculous, but it really happened. And it happened for real to a young girl. It was I'm a McDonald's. Look, I gotta look this up, man. It was fucked it up. It was McDonald's as a waitress that was stripped and abused. Yeah. Over the phone. Over the phone. And, the, and, and like, they weren't in cahoots or anything? No. No, no. Wow. That's, like, blowing my mind. It's How crazy. How old were the people that did it to yeah. her? Yeah. Oh, well, they were like managers of yeah. the McDonald's, basically. Well, a manager, and a the man, and a woman. No, manager's boyfriend. Oh, that's what? right. Yep. Manager's boyfriend. Yeah, and the boyfriend comes in, and she's like telling him, "Okay, he's saying do this to her now. Yeah. Now do this to her. Yeah. What the? Yeah. Fuck? Yeah. It's fucking crazy. And wow, the guy was I caught. The guy was happened. caught. Wow. The guy on the phone was caught. Um, but yeah, it's, and he it's, was sent to death penalty. Uh, no. No. <laughs> They used to probably still in jail though, but yeah, I thought this movie was just really, you know, it, it was it was tense, it was disturbing, obviously. Yeah. And I know some of the things I read about it, people they were saying that when they were screening this at, at festivals, you know, like you hear this a lot, but people were like literally just getting them going, "Fuck, come on, really, fuck this shit," yeah. and they're walking out because it's so like it's so ridiculous, it's so unbelievable, it's so unbelievable yeah. but it really did happen. It's wow. crazy, man. So I, I got through it. I thought, and I mean, I you know. Yeah, I'm sitting there kind of going, really? Fuck that. Because, I, yeah. I, I mean, any, I think, I don't know. I'm not going to say, I don't know, if you're in that situation, you know, I don't know how you're going to respond. But I think I get to a certain point where if a cop told me, hey, you need to take her clothes off and, and give her a, you know, a cavity check. Yeah, like, I'm going, man, I don't think I'm qualified for that, bro. But you know? yeah, so. there was that um, experiment that they did, like, in the 50s. Yeah, uh, where they the were prisoners sh- and the they were, guards. Well, no, they were shocking people. They were, oh, they that was, too. I forgot what it's called. It, it was the to test how far people would listen to authority. Okay, yeah, here, well, yeah. maybe, maybe maybe I know what you're talking about because I have it on my list. Yeah, they were shocked. I don't them. think it was. In, um, this maybe was maybe that's a different one. But you know what? If you guys don't mind, you it's this is right around along the same lines. Or is it the Stanford Prison? The, the Stanford Prison experiment. Well, this is yeah. a completely different thing. Yeah, this, this is, is a different okay. one that happened. But the Stanford earlier. Prison ex- experiment was. I mean, there's a there was a film about that too yeah. in 2015. Yep. Based on some of those ideas, you know, how far can we push somebody? How far can mm-hmm. we, we we get people to go here with this with this mock prison that they set up? And they wanted to see how people would respond back and forth. The one you're talking about, what was it? Do you know what the name of that was? I can't remember. Who it, it wasn't is. a movie, I don't think. It wasn't think. a movie. No, it was just, just a, like they and had. It was just an experiment. Well, yeah, they just like would have a, a person, like a scientist that was conducting an experiment. And then they would have a, a person behind. Um, like a, a curtain and then they were connected to an electrode they really weren't those two people are in on the experiment and then there's a third person and they would say um when you turn this dial you're going to administer a shock and then they kept telling them to press it higher and higher and higher and the guy behind the thing would be like screaming bloody murder yeah and they would just keep telling them to, to turn there it up was a movie up. about this though. is there oh I yes don't know. I I, see i've it. seen this movie you know, and one i can't of the first five minutes of ghostbusters yeah <laughs> well it's similar kind of to that it is kind of like that yeah. but like but like mean, like basically they were people were giving other people uh, fatal amounts of shock because, because they're being they told. were being told because to. an authoritative fig- figure told yeah. them to, and they were like surprised that almost God, every single person about would this do too it. In psychology, no, well, that's an interesting, that, and that's that's with compliance to movie. Yeah. yeah, it rides on that idea that 
they're being told that there is this authority figure that's, yeah. you know, look, you need to do this. You're being, and, you know, the thing about that, this voice on the phone, um, he was not only like coming off as this authoritative figure, like he was also like very encouraging. That's what I found really interesting too. It's like, hey, you're doing a great job. All yeah. right. You, you're going to be, no, seriously. Yeah. You're going to be in the paper that's for this. Uh... It's going to be totally awesome. You're going to be a fucking hero. You know, you're going to totally, you're doing a huge service to your community so right how, now. So how did they get them then? They just, the guy just stopped and then they were just like, he never got No, there, I so forgot they... exactly. You know, I think it got to a certain point where it's like, okay, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. And, and then the real cops were called. Mm, okay. You know, and they traced the phone line down and did yeah, all that, yeah. that oh, nerdy okay. cop stuff. Yeah. And the movie the that I'm thinking of, it's called Experimenter. It's from 2015. It stars Anthony Edwards, Jim Gaffigan, Peter Sarsgaard. 1961 famed social psychologist Stanley Milgram conducted a series of radical behavior experiments that tested ordinary humans' willingness to obey authority. Mm -hmm. And along with this experiment, the further the uh, authoritative figure was, the less likely the person would actually administer the shock. Maybe the further. So, like, the further he was from the actual person. So, like, it it started off with the person standing right next to them with a clipboard telling him what to do. Push the button. Push or turn the dial. Yeah. And then uh, it went to, like, him stepping out of the room and telling him over the intercom to do it. And then it went from him on the phone actually doing it. And the less, the further away from the person. Well, they don't feel it. Well, because the threat's being removed from the situation. Right, exactly. So See, people, a lot of people look at, not to get too far on the psychology of this, but I think people, but wait a minute. Compliance, the movie Compliance, the guy's on the phone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why I'm like, huh. Well, that's that must, weird. That's literally, that he must have just. Yeah. He must have just been he got really good. Dumb fucking people on the yeah, phone. Yeah, he got really dumb people. Well, yeah, yeah. That was like the fifth McDonald's he called. He's like, <laughs> Finally. Well, yeah. the thing was not to. <laughs> well, now that we fist fucked the movie, anyways. Um, you know, at the end, the guy that the, the, was caught. I mean, they. I don't know what the real story was, but the guy that was caught, he was more or less a telemarketer mm-hmm. by trade. So oh, he, so that's he knew how to manipulate. He knew yeah. how to manipulate people. That's yeah. what he was doing. It. He was literally was doing was was doing it to get himself off. He enjoyed that kind yeah, of shit. Right. So, so, anyway. so he was like a serial, he like he did it a lot. I don't know say? if that was the I case. think he called around though until he got the right people on the phone that he knew. Well he the, could the, control. The, the way the movie was portrayed is like they actually show the guy on they show the guy. Oh, okay. At his home. Who plays talking, the guy? Just the I forgot who dude? it was. I can't remember right I now. who it was. But they show the guy and he actually has a cup from the restaurant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he just came from there. Oh, okay. So he so cased the joint. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, so we okay, let's move on. Man, that's interesting. <laughs> Man, uh, crazy movie, crazy movie, man. I don't know. I don't really, I don't really have any other ones. Okay. I, uh, I asked, I asked Jesse, and I asked my mom. Actually, my mom said that she thinks Lucy is underrated. She no. Really, she really, really liked Lucy. Me and your mom are gonna fist fight then. Well, she she said that that nobody likes that movie. It was it was pretty bad and. It's okay. Just when you've got somebody like Luke Bassan, you expect more. Than you got from Lucy. Okay, I don't That's, know. I haven't seen it, so but I was okay. asking her. You know, I asked her. I asked Jesse, and Jesse's number one, of course, is Speed Racer, which yeah. I completely agree. I that was on my list. Okay, I assumed yeah. it was going to be on your Speed list. Ranger. That's why I just never said it. Uh, he also mentioned Constantine, the one with Keanu Reeves. Yeah, that movie is was. It, I mean, I don't. I loved it. I went and saw the theater a few times. Everybody that I know. 
that knows it likes it, but I don't think it did very well. It didn't do well at the box no. office, and it got critically hammered. Yeah. yeah. So, but I mean, it's a good movie, and it's because most probably because it's not the Constantine. Yeah. He's not blonde. He's not British, and whatever. it's a good movie. It's just not a good Hellblazer movie. Yeah. I right. Mean, right. It's still, I mean, like if you if like it if they called just call something, it something else, else, yeah, yeah, for sure. So I think Hell it just detective. got a bad rap because of the name. <laughs> But it's a, you know, it's a, it was a, I thought it was a really good movie, but whatever. So, yeah, I don't really, I just, Batman vs. Superman. I'll, <laughs> I'll just say that again because that movie is so fucking underrated. So, one was brought up to me the other day and I didn't even really think about this, but uh, Better Off Dead. Great, great, oh, yeah. great, great, great. Better movie. Off Dead is a very criminally under, underrated. Criminally underrated. Criminally underrated. This movie was brought up to me the other day by somebody who had not seen this movie that said, "You're a big fan of Better Off Dead. I really don't get it." You know, did you see that movie when it was out originally? I'm like, yeah. No, you 80s. don't get it. You don't get it. <laughs> right, but they, you know, that we like it because of nostalgia. I don't no, like it because of nostalgia. I could sit down and watch that movie right now and love it. Because I could sit down and watch this movie back to back. There are yeah. so many amazing lines in that this movie, movie. Holds right up. I made Jesse watch Great that just flick. recently. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Tell me, Badger. It's a little boy like you doing <laughs> a big boy, like big boy <laughs> smut <laughs> like this. <laughs> Sorry, kid. Ain't got a dime. You know. I mean, yeah. you can go on and on and. There's on. a whole mountain of this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what the the street value of this snow is, or this mountain? Oh, I love that movie. Um, brilliant it's movie. A gr- it's a great I, movie. I think this movie gets buried underneath like the sixteen candles. And the Breakfast Club, Pretty and Pink, Pretty and Pink, all those other '80s comedies. This was a little more comedy, though, than yeah. those. But it was still had that teenage angst. It had, you it know. had the, it had the, the, you know, the the antihero and it's the hero. It's a great and, boy gets girl movie. Yeah, you know, you know, I, I, I mean, it's the first movie I ever saw a TV fireplace. <laughs> oh, Alice, you sure do go to the outer limits. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like. <laughs> The movie's a shit. French dressing, French fries, <laughs> and a drink, Peru. What the Peru? fuck? It's not even called Peru. Exactly. Uh, and I, I love her laugh. She's always like, hey, yeah. hey. She's yeah. so fucking weird. Yeah, that movie um, just was a riot. You know, there was another flick um, about, oh my, you know what? I don't want to try. I'm not even going to try right now. Oh, I, I, I just thought of one. Uh, Lane Meyer. <laughs> uh, summer School. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, that was a riot, too. Yep. But I don't think it did very well. I think it also got buried underneath, all, you know, movies were coming like, you know, those movies came out, what was it, a, a, by the dozen. Well, yeah, oh, there yeah. was a lot of those. They were cranking know? out shitloads but, of these um, comedies, man. I think Summer School got buried, and it was it's severely underrated. It's a great story. It's got, what was the one with Bobcat Goldflate on the, uh, the, on the island with the boats and shit? Oh, oh God. No. That movie was oh, just God, what another is that? one, right? That was the same type of flick, man. man I, I, mean, well, I think it's the same director of Better Off Dead. It was the same. Yeah. It was the same John Cus- damn movie. Because John Cusack is in it. Yeah, Cusack's in it also. It's um, called Can't Can't Say or Can't. Uh, I don't know. Chris is looking it up right now. The that same movie was director. great because Bobcat. That was you know him. Oh yeah. You know coming out. I think he. I think that was after Police Academy. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Um, and 
you know, he still was doing the Bobcat thing, which is just the, his voice. One of the all-time funniest things I've ever <laughs> seen from from a comedian or an actor. Um, the guy just he still smokes it. You know, Bobcat Golfway. Well, Chris is pulling up information right now. One crazy summer. There One we go. crazy he played, summer. He played Egg Stork. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the they names. turned. They turned the boat. They they like ripped up the guy's Ferrari and put the motor in the back of the boat for the boat race, and they just kicked the shit out of everybody. <laughs> it was just a hysterical. Savage movie. Steve Holland. Oh, was the dude. Director. Yeah. Okay. Um, but those like th- those movies we mentioned right there, they're kind of all in that same. They're under the same umbrella. Yeah. And they're all hysterical. Yeah, they're great. They're, they're just a great. friggin' they're just party. Great they're movies, a party man. to watch. They're so much fun to watch. Um. So any of those ones we mentioned are really great. I mean, and they're, they're, to me, though, they they will all all those are under the, the heading of criminally underrated. Yeah, for sure. Um, they were just really fun movies to watch. You know, they had they had but they the, had really good stories too. That's the thing uh, about these underrated movies, man. They're like really good stories. They're moving. You know, you there's well, you you, you, you know, you're you're, you're rooting flicks. you're rooting for the you're rooting for the right people. You know right. who to root for. You know, it's very well defined who the asshole is and who the cool <laughs> person is, and you're rooting for the right person always. It's very easy to do that. They're fun movies to watch, and it's just as simple as that. So those any of those ones we kind of spawned off into yeah, the shit. They're that great. was good though. Better Off Dead is my favorite. Better, Better Off Dead's incredible. If you movie. like, literally, you know, Star Wars all day long. Of course, from the '80s. But if you gave me a choice between yeah, Ferris Bueller and Better Off Dead, oh, Better Off Dead. I'm sorry, I'm going to watch Better Off Dead. Better, better Off, off Dead, dead. Sure. all day long, dude. Oh yeah, I'm better glad we're all, all day on long. the same page. Two dollars. Two dollars. <laughs> Cash. <laughs> Genius. Genius, man. Oh, that movie is can't too kill good. that. You can't. Dude, you... And like everybody wants some scene. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. so good. I love Van Halen. And but the two dollars thing went for. It still goes on. It still goes on. Every once in a while, I find myself at work with somebody like you know two. Like just whatever. If two dollars, oh, it's two dollars. I'm like, <laughs> cash. I mean, I just me that'll never $2. leave me. The two dollar kid will never leave me. And I was a paper boy too, so there was that whole fucking running joke. Like you know, even some of my customers were like, you know, two dollars. And we had that thing. That is how <laughs> popular that movie was. I mean, it was again criminally underrated, but it yeah. just had that. It's got that cult following now. Oh, for sure. You know, better off dead will always. It'll. It won't leave people. It'll just be there. Michelle, what about you? You got another one? What about one? Bob? <laughs> mm. Hurry up, Michelle. Hurry, Michelle. You need to oh, go. well, I don't know if this one maybe is super underrated, but uh, Starship Troopers. Oh. Dude, badass flick. Oh, is that like, too bad? Um, I, don't think, I, I, th- I, don't I don't think it lived up to the hype. I think it's like more of a cult movie. Yeah. Well, now it is for sure. I think when it first came out, it kind of did okay. But it like later when it came out on DVD and Blu-ray, like it really super blew up on home video. Yeah, yeah. And people saw it like you know more. And of course, all those shitty sequels came out, which they sucked. They're but terrible. The original one is just fucking such a classic movie. Yeah. It's just like you know, and you know the CGI still looks pretty damn good. Oh, it does. I was surprised. The CGI looks good, and there was some really interesting, like you know, their interpretation of the future. There were some yeah. interesting ideas with that, like with the whole like unisex thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they, you know, they're all in a locker room together, like yeah. nude. I know, and I, that that when the time that what year did that that you I don't know if you had that I forgot what year that had it. It was in the nineties, eighty eight or something. Yeah, like yeah. I mean that time. I mean or... even back then, you know, I'm watching. I remember watching that on VHS. There you Dang. go. Watching it on VHS. <laughs> ran it from like some you know, blockbuster mm-hmm. about a week before you shut them down or whatever. <laughs> no, that was probably a couple of years before you shut them down. 
I'm like, dude, I heard about this chick who totally shut down Blockbuster. I can't rent my movies now. <laughs> fuck, I'm gonna. Fuck, I was really God mad. Um, but no, I remember watching. I remember getting that and watching. That was one of the things that, that popped out. You know, not because there was TV, but because like I'm well, like, wow, yeah. they're, they're in a locker room and they're all just having this conversation, yeah. like not even saying anything together. And there was another really hilarious scene in that movie that I really loved. Is the two are having, you know, they're getting it on, yeah. and all hell breaks loose and. I've got the guy's name. Michael like, Ironside. Yeah, yeah. He comes in there and he's like, "Hey, we gotta, we gotta be out here in, in fifteen, or we gotta be out here in ten minutes." Mm-hmm. And then he sees him like laying in the tent, like half naked. Yeah. And they're like, "Okay, right away, man!" And he kind of comes out. He's like, "Make it 15. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that was genius. Yeah, I mean, it was so much fun. Good. I always you thought know. it was awesome how the first time they go to the the bug planet, they get fucking wrecked. Oh yeah, yeah. And they get straight wrecked when they go there, and like a lot of movies don't do that, like. Uh, you know, they would all go there and be like, "Oh, a little." No, they get m- murdered. Like thousands yeah. of just troops get murdered, just demolished. Mm-hmm. The only other thing I've ever seen do that is Attack on Titan, which is an anime. But there—that's the only other thing I've ever seen with a group that they they build up a a group of individuals to go do a mission, and then the yeah. first mission they just get fucking they wrecked. just get n- yeah. annihilated. Well, I mean. Like they just don't. They didn't understand. Like Saving you know, Private Ryan yeah. could mm-hmm. portrayed that a bit too. You know that, which I mean, that's far from an underrated movie. Yeah. Uh, but that idea you're you're mm-hmm. talking about that, I remember seeing that. We may have talked about that here before. Yeah. That right. opening scene, that mm-hmm. first half an hour, it nauseated me. Yeah. Not because of the gore, just because of the camera work, but. Just watching those, you know, hey, yeah, what's up? We're on a boat. <laughs> Look yeah, at me. We're going to go here. We're going to learn to heal you. Yeah. Yep. And they because just you literally. Can't, you can't really train for that. I mean, no, no matter how well you train, you just, if you're outmatched, you're outmatched. Yeah. You know? But like, Starship Troopers really threw out some, you know, I love that, you know, Ironside's character, that yeah. hard exterior, but he still had a, a sense of humor mm-hmm. about him. Like, you know, like, you know, a sense of real, like, okay, we're real people. He was kind of a nice guy. Yeah. But he was hard, you know. He was a commander, um, and just yeah, like I said before, there was just some really interesting ideas that w- that that movie portrayed. Plus, some really disturbing shit. I mean, there was some. Pretty I think a lot of people didn't catch like when it first came out that it was satire. Yeah. Oh yeah, also. I thought they probably well, they, thought if it they, was totally they didn't watch it till the end. They yeah. would have watched it till the end, then they would have. Oh, now I get it. Like it right? seemed like some people act like it's. They think that movie's pro-military, but very obviously not. It's no. yeah. making fun of that like mentality. Yeah. But you know, a lot of people kind of took it at face value. Yeah. The visuals in that movie are so fucking awesome. They're great. Yeah. They hold up. Like, I watch this all the time. I watched it again a few months ago, and I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, these effects from 20 years ago look way better than anything we see today. Yeah. Yeah. Way better. Some of it's practical, too, which I think is why. Yeah. 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 Beautiful movie. That was a good call. Really good on that one. Do we want to keep going with this, or we want to call it a night? I think we can call it. We had we some really good. Yeah, we had yeah, some dude, really I good barely even touched my tonight. list, but that's cool. Like we got that some really good stuff. That was the last one on my list. Oh, yep. that's great. <laughs> well, I'm glad you accomplished something tonight, Michelle. That's right. I win. I got like 50 movies something. on here. <laughs> no, that's good though. That's exciting because we could do we could you do another, do another one. one. This is one of those ones we can come back to. I think. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. We can. You know, there's there's lots. <laughs> we of, always say that, and yeah. then we're like, mm, let's well, come up with a new idea. Yeah. We haven't talked about everything about movies yet. Yeah. When we when we finally get to that point where we've so, okay now we've talked about everything with movies we can come back and revisit things again we can, episode yeah, we ten thousand yeah. we get to like our ten thousand we're like okay we can think we did it the volume twos of stuff yeah I think we finally did it guys let's let's move on to the next like 
project. Yeah. 10, episode number 10. Oh, real crime. <laughs> episode number 10,001. <laughs> 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 So the that's, that's the future. We should have got some like <laughs> some like some like <laughs> strings for that. Here, here's <laughs> us in the future. All right, this is go. episode so ninety four of Real Crime. We'll be back next week to finish up our Friday the thirteenth. We're gonna do that. Yeah, we're doing we're, that with, with, uh, yeah, with, with the guys. So, yeah, guys from Sellermans will be out here next week to finish that up. Hip, hip. Hot. And then remember, October, we're doing all horror all month. Oh yeah, that's, so, I'm so excited. All horror all month. All, all horror, horror all month. Yep. That's a lot of whores. Yep. <laughs> Four whores in a row. Four whores in a row. I got Four whores giving years It's like a party at your mom's house in hot I got <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's cool, All right. Dude, I'm done. He's not like a, go- a projector. Pro- <laughs> yeah, projector. <laughs> <laughs> digging, digging for some gold? <laughs> <laughs> okay, now he's pooping his pants. With that, we're out of here. <laughs> Visit us at www.themoviesleuth.com and find The Movie Sleuth on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and iTunes.